0: What's up y'all welcome how y'all doing tonight y'all welcome welcome everybody welcome to the call to action podcast uh hanging out with me your girl danny joy here with a brand new show on the channel i'm super excited for y'all today here we are with the very first episode of as the wheel turns Show will definitely get developed a little bit more. I don't have an intro at the moment or banners or anything like that. So bear with me. We're gonna have a lot of fun with this as it goes forward. So make sure that you are a part of the conversation if you want to be a part of the conversation and get in your questions at streamlabs.com/slash call to action pod. Thank you so much. So welcome. What's as the wheel turns what is this show what are we gonna do so every week it's gonna be me hanging out with a new co-host from C2A and a panel of three other friends from all around the schmodown fandom so whew, sorry nervousness so we're gonna uh we're basically gonna just gonna uh, that, that that talk about schmodown storylines and all of that good stuff so without further ado I'm gonna bring on my C2A co-host for the night the one the only. Miss Kelsey Kirkland. Hey,
1: hey, babe. I'm so excited for this. When you told me about your brainchild and what you were planning on bringing to this channel, I'm like, girl, I'm here for it. Let me be on the first show. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Okay. And also, big shout out to Max Haddad because as soon as I put, like, we were, it was after a uh, call live, right? We were hanging so. out. Like we went you. into um, a, a PJ, PJ, PJ Zoom call, hanging out with friends over there. And then as soon as I was t- telling the show uh, to everyone, Max, instantly, call it as the wheel turns. It was just so perfect. So big shout out to Max for that.
2: <laughs> that it. was
0: great. Yeah. Well, Kelsey, I wanted to have you on also because uh, you and I have been a part of C2A for quite some time now, but even though we are a part of the same team, we do usually go for different factions, yes. different players. I've always notoriously been team guy. Kelsey has notoriously been team Bateman. It is what it is. I still love her. We're still friends, and we, we still get along her. somehow. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It so works. So again, like I said before, we are going to be hanging out with people from all around the Schmodown. And coming up first from the Let's Get Ready to Talk Schmodown podcast, the one, the only, your favorite, Kate's favorite, Shug Shuggy.
3: What's going What's up? Shuga, on? Shuga. Everybody doing tonight? Yeah.
0: Shug, thank you so much for coming on. and Welcome, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your channel.
3: Well, um, my name's obviously Shug. Uh, I'm part of the Let's Get Ready to Talk Shmodown podcast with uh, Justin Bedore and Ferris. Uh, we are just a podcast that we started talking about schmodown and, uh, you know, doing it our way, our style. So, you know, that's, that's, that's it, you know.
0: That's right. Cool. All righty, and next up on the list, we have, of course, Mr. Lando, Mr. Larry Payne from the Gucciverse.
4: What up, what up, what up? Thank you guys for inviting me on this brand new show on the c 2 Eight Network. Very glad to be here tonight.
0: Thanks for being here. Yes, Anybody. with a shirt on, so yay! <laughs>
4: bad rep, bad rep. <laughs>
0: No, it's a fun rep. It's a fun rep. And last but not least, representing a certain point of view, Mr. Jake Berlin. What's up, Jake? What's
2: up, guys? Thanks for the invite. Yeah.
0: Yes. Look at this panel. I am so excited to have each and every single one of you on. This is a, going to be a blast.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. First time on T2A. I'm pumped.
0: Yeah, welcome, welcome. So before we get started, um, I wanted to ask you all um, a quick question. everyone, For everyone out there in the chat world, uh, before, when I invited everyone on, I asked them to pick a faction that best represents them as a Schmodown fan. So we're going to start with Jake. Jake, let us know what your faction is.
2: Uh, it's straightforward. Quirky Mercs. I'm I'm a merc guy all day long. It fits the Koi and his vibe, and what his what his faction brings to the table is completely on me. Uh, what I what I am as a person. Um, whenever I've talked to Koi, we vibe so well. I love Bibs; he's my favorite player. Uh, I love Shazam, and just yeah, I, I roll with the quirky Mercs. I picked him at the beginning of the year, haven't stopped, and so I'm I'm definitely a merc.
0: There you go. They're doing they're doing pretty well this year.
2: Yeah. Hey, we're on the rise. We still, got a, we still yeah, got a chance.
0: Yeah, you got it. What about you, Larry?
4: Uh, Surprise, surprise, everybody. I mean, I got to roll with the exchange. I mean, <laughs> if, if for anything else, I got to roll with my buddy with, with, with my homie Bobby Gucci in just the way that he is like that's that's kind of the whole big thing about why I got into the Schmodown to begin with is uh because of his antics. And um, also because it's like the most dysfunctional family in the Schmodown, and, uh, <laughs> you know, very reminiscent of what I got going on. But, uh, you know, they win.
0: Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>.
3: sometimes sometimes
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes all right shiggy what about you
3: i mean you know you got to roll with the best manager and you know the league kate mulligan so then you know i'm a den chill i'm gonna roll with the den like always you know i love kate i love you know i'm a ben goddard shill, as everyone tells me i love rachel silverstrini tom paul you know i you know uh vanessa from late to the party you know so i roll with them i'm all, always den for life
0: den for life there you go what about you kelsey i'm excited to hear this one because i don't know this one
1: this one's super hard there's a lot i have a lot of facets to my personality depending on my mood i'm a very different person but this this group has been around for a while even before this season i've loved them for a very long time their interesting take on justice is how i'll put it has always mm. been relatable to me so I'm a corruption girl. I've loved corruption for a very long time. Shannon Barney is my goal. It's like be half as cool of her someday. Then I've made it. So I pick corruption.
0: There you go. Well, uh, for ev- anyone who knows me out there, I feel like you all know what faction I usually represent, and that's the Swag Squad. So drip, drip, baby. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got all different factions. I was pretty. I'm pretty excited about that. I didn't think that that would happen on the first show. So uh, wow. This doesn't mean anything. This was just a fun thing that I wanted to have with everyone here. Maybe I'll get a tally at the end of the year of what everyone decided and see which faction has most faction members. We shall see. <laughs> all right so let's get into the matches of this week because this is going to be the meat and potatoes of what we're going to have going on oh you know what i'm so sorry before we get into that i really feel like i want to ask you all because each of you are in a different uh, in a different uh schmo down after show reaction show all of that good stuff welcome to this crazy crazy world there's four matches a week oh my gosh how are you all keeping your sanity suge i'm gonna start with you how are y'all holding not, up? it's four matches. That's why I look tired. That's why I look <laughs> tired all the time.
3: You know, uh, Christian decided to give us four matches a week. You know, what the heck <laughs> is he thinking? No, it's it's been it's been super fun uh, hanging out. We're doing a lot of you know uh, cool things over there at the Let's Get Ready. Uh, so getting to uh, talk matches, talk to different Snowdown people. It's been awesome. Uh, it's it's real fun. I, I'm having a good time with it and appreciate it.
0: There you go and Larry what about you How's everyone holding up at the Gucciverse
4: uh yeah so we got that show going. we got we got that channel um the good thing about that channel is that it's not very schmodown heavy so I don't have to feel as committed with watching a lot of the episodes as soon as they drop um, so I mean we got our we got our one schmodown show on the five pointer that we kind of address a lot of stuff so I tend to normally like backlog a lot of my Schmodown episodes whenever like I need to go on a drive or something and I watch them um the day before we shoot our five pointer episode just so it's fresh in my mind but uh I mean I love the fact that we got so many episodes it's tough though it's tough to keep up with every single thing that's going on but I'm not I'm not mad about it I mean I, I love the Schmodown so it's all good for me
0: There you go. And to be fair, I believe this is the last week we are getting four matches a week, which is part of the reason why I wanted to start this week. I think I'm if anyone out there can correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. But Jake, you all at a certain point of view have been doing so much. Y'all are doing the play alongs. Y'all are having epic guests. And you got Molly Damon on there too. How are you all holding up with all of this stuff going on?
2: Uh, we, we we lose it every once in a while. If you see our shows, especially this week, we we kind of go crazy every once in a while. on, on while we're live, we kind of <laughs> just start rambling. Um, but honestly, uh, I'm I'm pretty lucky because when I started this, uh, I, I was able to put together a pretty great crew, and it all comes down to us just really enjoying talking to each other. Um, and that's really why we get together every single day to do this stuff. We we film five out of seven days a week, um, and so and as it'll change obviously, but. Um, And then we just add a little bit more on ourselves with our Patreon. And so, uh, you know, we we just enjoy being with each other and talking movies and SchmoDown and, you know, uh, like Molly's wanting to get into like learning the more about the singles. And, you know, it's just it's 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 been really great. And but we've definitely lost our our sanity every (laughs) once in a while on some shows. That's for sure.
0: All right, whenever all of this stuff started, this is the first year that we've seen this many after shows um, for the Schmodown. So whenever everyone was getting ready for the five matches a week and then the four matches a week, the only thing that I had inside of my head. And I think I sent this to Kelsey. Actually, it was like the Bane meme, which like I was born <laughs> in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We had to do this last year and it was brutal, which is why I think you, you can see where we're struggling to get our set up.
4: <laughs> it's 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 a different beast. I'll tell you, I I mean if there's one thing that I, I realize is the difference between being an avid fan and then taking on a duty as like an after show kind of person. It is way different and it's way more stressful. And I don't like doing it. Uh <laughs> it's 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 <laughs> I, I kind of wish I could just turn back the hands of time and just go back to being a regular fan again. But at, at the same time, it's um it's just you're a total immersion. It's total immersion, which is which is really, really fun. So it, it's, it's a, to me, it's a double-edged sword because it's like sometimes if I don't want to watch a Shmone an episode before, I didn't have to. Now it's like, no, you got to. The choice <laughs> is gone. The choice is gone. That's right. And now it's messages, football season, which makes it worse.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> Thursday Night Football is going right now. Man, fantasy and – oh, God. Yeah, Life's I mean, when so you're
3: hard. Getting, when you're getting messages from people – and you're like, how are you doing? Did you watch the match today? It's like, really? That's that's what we're going to talk about? Schmodown? Yeah. Like I talk about Schmodown four or five times a week. You want to talk about it? All right, let's talk about it. So it's it's been very interesting going from a fan that followed Call to Action to now being part of the podcast world. Uh, it's very, very tiresome. Hundred percent. Very you know, you're talking all you're talking to you guys, asking advice and everything like that, or trying to figure out twenty million things that you gotta do. Make sure you have this guest. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's uh but you chose to do it, so you, got, you can't really complain when you're not And here we are about
4: to talk more down, so
1: like, <laughs>
3: let's right? do it.
1: I know, right? Especially, so like, these last weeks, like, I swear, like, my body is falling apart from the amount of time I'm sitting at a computer desk, because not only am I two hours a day on camera, but then we turn off the camera, and they're like, hey, girl, how was your day? Like, what books are you reading? What shows? So we're on for another three hours. So, like, my life is sitting at this desk, and large amounts of caffeine, uh, no sleep, that's how i'm functioning right now but it's worth it because i love showdown and it's fun but i i'm excited for there to be less
0: matches per week i've done it agreed it's a lot that's
2: <laughs> thanks <facts.
0: laughs> it's been so it's been so much fun watching everyone get started and go through it I, I i don't get a chance to really talk to a lot of other people that are doing it which is part of the reason why i wanted to do this as well because i wanted to be able to have interaction with my fellow ShmoDown fam out there so i love to hear that y'all because sometimes sometimes as fellow creators especially in the schmodown space we know that it gets overwhelming and it can get hard so knowing that there are other people out there that feel just the same as we do is very important for our sanity to make sure that we continue to move on also you
4: do, you do it for the fans i mean like the fans enjoy it so yeah. like, that's kind of a it's kind of the best thing it's just to see people like i see people in there like oh yeah five pointer i'm like oh yeah i'll make that show that's pretty dope you know <laughs> so like that's kind of that's kind of why you do it you do it to entertain other people and, and also to kind of get it off your chest because we're, we're all fans like we're all fans it's just another layer of work that people will never see and honestly we shouldn't honestly cry about it but we do get over
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to all right. Well, let's get started. Let's get right into the first match of the week. Mr. William the Beast Bibiani versus Craig the Barbarian. And I'm going to share this screen and we'll do it like this.
4: We have the technology.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, have. Yeah. <laughs> we have the technician is the real question. <laughs> That's the real question. All right, here we go. Let me know if you can hear it. If there's anything weird with the audio, let me know.
3: So let me get this straight. There's a new guy at the Schmodown. He's theatrical. He loves props. Uh-oh. He had a perfect oh. debut match. He was swept up immediately by John Roca's faction, and his name begins with a B. Oh,
0: yeah. Boom. Shout out to Eric Rodriguez all the time, always.
2: Always.
3: They say we're facing a beast. Well Elvis and I have faced beasts before. Great Jackie. When we talked about this Great. guy, <laughs> you the real deal. Great stuff. <laughs> if you wanna be the man, you've got to beat the man. And William the Beast Bibiani is one of the greatest players ever to play oh, this yeah. game.
0: Did Classic and get a new me. <laughs> oh you <my, laughs> get a new me. We
3: saw your debut match. We also saw what followed. We saw you crash and burn, struggle
4: to find your footing in this league. And with each battle that we emerge from, we are more resilient and more determined to plow our way to victory. He brought up a very good point. <laughs> if one of the Mercs play someone, the next work that plays them takes them out. We see the kinks in the armor, we see the kryptonite, we see the, the issues in gameplay, <laughs> and what John saw, the job shows all the flaws in the barbarian. Now it almost doesn't even seem fair to sit the beast on
3: them. I got this whole me thing down. So, uh yeah, I think I'm just gonna find out what it's like to play me. I bet it's really fun.
2: <laughs> kind of annoying. <laughs>
3: you sure, facing the barbarian. We're gonna take your critically acclaimed attitudes,
4: your film snobbery. And we're gonna wipe the floor with it, and we're gonna throw it in the dumpster.
0: All right, that's enough of that now. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I loved that bibs. That bibs shtick with that was like, is this me? I thought that hilarious as soon as i watched it i've always been a big fan of bibiani i remember when he was more of a heel going into the face transition of it uh, being with the lion's den all of that good stuff how are you all feeling about bibiani as a character just all of your general thoughts jake i'm gonna start with you
2: the best that's all i need to say the best (laughs) the best <laughs> he's, he's he's my look, he's he's been my favorite for a while. Um it definitely took a little while to, for me to get used to him when he first came into the league, obviously, because it, it seemed like he went through such a change so quickly, like multiple different directions. Uh, and then he finally found that piece that really fits him so well. Um, I love when he kind of starts to go a little heel every once in a while and then backs off with some of the comments he does. Um and it's funny because I was watching the promo and I couldn't believe that I didn't even think about the fact that the Barbarian is very similar to his beginning in this league. Like It totally hit me. I'm like, wow, it was that long ago, and I can't believe I forgot that that actually happened. Uh, so I really enjoyed the promo, but as far as Bibb's character, uh, he's really found his stride recently, and it's been kind of even like upped since he's joined Koi and Brendan. Um, and every time he's on screen, I enjoy him. So there's there's nothing bad I can say about the guy
0: yeah what about you Larry
4: uh no I love it man um I don't I don't buy into the whole thing about him being a heel or this time <laughs> thing I don't I don't I don't see it I've never seen it before ever um I just personally think that since he's won the belt uh a lot of the weight is lifted off his shoulders and now he could just kind of relax honestly when he cuts promos it reminds me a lot of like what Mick Foley used to back in the day um kind of just Mick Foley was always just this laughable lovable guy but then he will shove a sock down your throat which is pretty fun um uh he 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 has a confidence with him now uh in himself which is something that wasn't seen prior to this season where before it seemed like he always had to uh he was always striving for uh validation and and now he's just like no I've I've run the gamut I I mean I've run the gamut I, I I I've done all of this i see what people are doing now i see people imitating me and i love what you said danny about the comparisons between him and barbarian it's uh it was a very fun way to look at it i was like well i didn't think about that before uh beast is killing it right now man i mean he's he 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 has his character and he's not imitating anybody else's character which you kind of see that with some other people uh so he keeps it fresh which is dope there you go i love
0: it what about you
3: Yeah, this is where I probably have a hot take or, you know, someone's going to boo me. I don't see Bibbs as a character. I see him as himself. I mean, as a player, he's one of the best. Um, and we've seen that. He's just one of the best in the league. But as far as a character, I just don't have, I don't see a character. I just see himself and I see I see him just wanting to play the game straight up, you know, no characters, just straight up, uh, let's play trivia. Uh, which I'm okay with, you know. I'm 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 good with that. But also too, I, I do like the character aspect because I was always a wrestling fan and but you can't deny how great Bibbs is. The man is a you know, it's his name. He's a beast. And so uh I do like what he's doing this year. Um, I think he's gonna go far in this tournament. Uh and I just think he's just he's just awesome, you know. And so but character wise, I see him just being himself. I don't actually see him trying to be a character. I just see him just going in there and whooping on people and Walking out, you know that's just that's just me. Not
0: telling totally him.
2: Cool. Go for be, it. Jake. Being being himself is the best character he can be.
3: Yeah, I mean, and that fits him. I think I think that's one of the things that I think Schmodown players struggle with is when they try to be a character uh that they're not used to, yep. and they sh- it shows in their gameplay. Like mm-hmm. they they have a they have an issue, Um, but the good ones, the Rokas, you know, the Mark Rileys. You know, the Batemans, the Andrew Guys, you know, those ones can play the character and also still play trivia. I mean, Andrew Guys last match wasn't that great. But, you know, prior to that, he was a, he could play a great character and still play great, uh, you know, Schmodown competitors. So totally agree with you, Jake.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That always seems to have been um, a struggle in the Schmodown from when it started to where it is now. Are, are players trying to find themselves in a character? and all of that but what about you Kelsey what are you thinking about bibs this season or all, all seasons
1: all season first of all I would like to say that the beast versus the barbarians like the best name for a metal album so yeah. look for that on shelves next year <laughs> um but I love bibs I feel like some of the best characters in schmodown are just themselves turned to 11 you know what I mean like it's just your true self but like you might say things out loud that you might have said internally instead and things like that and I think that's a great example with bibs is that he is very true to himself but he does i feel like play it up for the camera in the role and everything like that as well he is so entertaining to watch his he has some of the most epic entrances of all time in the schmodown i can't wait for live things again because i just i miss his entrances so much but even then he's still trying to be creative and things doing the online stuff as well so he's just he's very he's never not entertaining to
0: watch and he's always been one of my favorites and i adore him Absolutely, especially adjusting in these times like that Dutch angle or uh-huh. French, is it French or Dutch angle? Movie snobs, tell me. Anyway, I think, it, I think it's Dutch angle. I don't you know. Mean
4: you mean when it's slanted? Yeah, I call that <clears throat> slanted. I
0: call it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, angle, it was- oh, I Didn't see that. Totally. Right,
2: to, so- to, add, to add to it, real quick, I wanted, I wanted to say that if you look at if you look at the Mercs in general, there's not a single character on that entire faction. Uh, Koi drafted to that exact point. He drafted people instead of characters. I mean, Bibbs, Brendan, Mara, Tim Franco, Haley Fouch, Greg Alba. I mean, all of them are just themselves, which is why it works so well in this day and day, day and age of SmoDown because everybody else is a character, while the mercs are just themselves, and that's exactly what Koi does. So, yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, I like that. We did get a Streamlabs in that does kind of go with this. So big shout out to D-Train. What's up, guys? I think it would be a good idea if by next season, Tom would retire his character and act like his true self. It's a really good character, but it could get really old really fast. Be uh, besides, I've seen Tom in other shows, and he has a great personality. What do you all think about that, especially with Tom as a character? Because I love him as a character. I personally don't want to see him shed that role. I think it's great. I think it's fun. I think it's different for the down. But let me know what you think, Shug.
3: You know, all of us being reactors and now being in this podcast, you hear things behind the scenes, and one of the things I—I I, I mean, if I remember correctly—was he was very unsure about being on camera and everything like that so he wanted to play this downplay character to where he didn't talk a lot because he was just you know personality you know he just wasn't that person that went seeking for the uh, camera so uh, I I'm, I like his character it doesn't actually get that old it's funny some of the, his, his, his one liners are hilarious uh, so it doesn't bother me uh, so I mean to each his own there's other characters that I can't stand you know I won't mention names but they are on the exchange. The
4: and then, you know, it's not you know, Gucci, characters. so that's fine.
3: Yeah, no, I, love Gucci. <laughs> I love Gucci. That character don't bother me. But no, I, I, you know it's 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 each to own. Because some people love characters. Remember Chicago Kate? I loved her when she started, and people couldn't stand her. And now yeah. people love her. So it's it's each to own, and you know that it's fine to have different opinions about things.
1: Yeah. What about you, Kelsey? I I love Tom. I am a little disappointed. He asked me if I wanted to see a dead body when I met him at Spectacular, and then he didn't show me the dead body. So I'm a little upset about that. But I love his character. I think if a character doesn't interfere with gameplay and people are like it, don't change it. Don't change what's working for him. Cause it's I feel like his pauses and be able to gives him a way to think about it before he answers, and it's still in character. So I, I think it's a, a solid character and I, I don't see a reason to change it. But if he wanted to, you know, I guess. But I like it. So please don't.
0: <laughs> what about you, Jake?
2: Yeah, he's arguably, he arguably has some of the best character work in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to stay in that zone for that long um, on camera and everything is, is pretty magnificent. I will say that as much as I love the character, I think it all depends on the the manager that he has. Um, there, I, like Kate is someone that can, that can handle it and, and play along mm-hmm. with it. But, you know, someone like a, uh, like a Roxy might not be able to handle that or, you know, or a Koi or someone like that. Like it all, it all really depends on where he lands. Um, I think pairing him with someone like Kaiser would be really funny. Um, there's a, there's a few managers that, that could really good. handle that. Yeah. So it, it really all depends on where he lands, but um, I don't, I don't see Christian and them letting that character go. Cause it's really just one of a kind. There's nobody else like him in the league. Yeah.
0: Hi Maxwell. What about you, Larry?
2: Uh, for Tom's character,
4: I mean yeah, the reason why people bring up Tom's characters because not many people are doing a real character and he's doing it the best. Uh yep. he he's a standout right now in the Schmodown as far as character work. And um I'm personally enjoying every single minute of it. I mean there's there's a lot of people in the Schmodown that don't do any character work. that. Just do zero, flat out, zero character work. And so it is refreshing when you do see a time come on there because you don't know what you're going to get. And that, to me, keeps it interesting. Um, And to uh, kind of go off of what Kelsey said, as long as the character work doesn't interfere with the gameplay, Andrew guy, um, I think that (laughs) is totally fine. I think it's like, hey, man, if you can maintain your character and then still do what needs to be done um, on the table or in the digital world, whatever you want to call it, then then more power to you but i personally enjoy his character when i see it on screen and i think many people do um i don't think it's getting old but i think that there's a lot of people out there that we should address first as far as old tired character work before we go go address tom i do
0: i like that all right well thank you so much D Train, for that i'm sorry was someone gonna say something did I interrupt? I'm so sorry. Big shout out to d for that Streamlabs. Remember, if you want to get a question in or join in on in on the conversation, make sure you get those into streamlabs.com slash call to action pod. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the match from today or I'm sorry from Monday with Bibiani and Barbarian. So this is Barbarian's rookie year. Sometimes it feels so strange saying that because He's been such a hit this season. I'm I love his character work, and like we were all saying earlier, if you have the uh, trivia to back up your character work, mm-hmm. then get let's get this game going. I love Elvis. I think that's one of the best <laughs> games ever. So, Larry, being a representative of the Finsock Exchange and being close with Gucci, how do you feel about Barbarian as a character and and his placement inside of the exchange?
4: Um. Okay, so clarification. I have nothing to do with the exchange. I'm just partners with Gucci. Uh, two, I love Barbarian. Um, I love everything about it. Honestly, I like the hair flip more than I actually care for Elvis. Now, I think Elvis was a strategic move I more so than anything else. I think the people make a lot of jokes about Elvis, but if you notice in actual gameplay when he does or he always has Elvis, he takes his time when he goes to try to pet Elvis. And that slows him down, which allows him to have a better game, in my opinion, other than what a lot of rookies do when they just blurt out answers very, very quickly, nonsensical. He honestly takes the moment to slow down. But when it comes to character work, I do enjoy his character. Now, if I can critique it, I would say stop talking as much because I think the way the Barbarian's character can be even better is a little bit more mystery. Like, like, you know, a, a, a lot less history, a lot more mystery kind of deal. And when he says very little, it's very, very intimidating. But then I think sometimes he starts to go a little bit too much, and then it kind of takes away from the character. But that's my critique of the character, but I do enjoy it nonetheless.
0: Kind of like what Smets did. Smets came out just super strong and stoic, didn't really say anything, had Kaiser as a mouthpiece, and then... He got a little bit prattier <laughs> along in the seasons, which I thought was fine. But going back to to Barbarian, Jake, what are you thinking about him as a character in in this new season?
2: I think it works really well. I actually that's the first time I had ever really thought about it. But what Larry just said, I completely agree with. I I really like that idea of of uh, his actions speaking for him more so than him saying things. Um, I'll also say I I don't think I've gone on record saying this, but I'm not the biggest fan of Elvis um i think that what you know what larry had said again it it does take away a little bit uh because he is constantly just sitting here and doing this the entire game and i know that from an athletic background that sometimes if you're doing something like that it really does throw you off a game like it'll throw you off your your swagger a little bit and i don't know how he feels about it um it is funny sometimes especially when other characters play into it but uh yeah, I, I I think he's great. Um, I think he's such a bright spot in this league. I think he's a great addition. I mean, he went four and two in his rookie year. Like that's unbelievable. Competed in the IG tournament. Uh, just a total stud. Um, and you know, you mentioned the hair flip, the most consistent hair flip I've ever seen. I know, ever, everywhere. Yeah, I like it's the same. It. It's the same every time. It's every single time. It's the same, and it's brilliant. Um, so yeah, I I definitely think the Barbarian is is a great addition and someone that's. I mean, clearly he's, he's, you know, a fan or people are a fan of him. So, uh, it's definitely working.
0: There you go. What about you, Kelsey? What do you think about Mr. Greg?
1: So I never thought of it until Larry brought it up, but I do agree. I think that saying less and just being this, like this presence, letting your, your theme music and the hair flip and just that presence being your character is a lot more intimidating. Um, I am also I I like Elvis, but if Elvis wasn't there anymore, I wouldn't be upset either because that's not Agreed. the part of the character that I like <laughs> per se. I just I best some of the best theme music of all time. Oh my god, David B. Just he, his presence as soon as he comes on screen is intimidating and Craig's an awesome guy. So I, I love him and his character. I do think there could be some tweaks to it to make him even more of a intimidating presence though.
0: Yeah, I and I agree with Kelsey. I am also a fan of Elvis, but I am a fan of props inside of the Schmodown when it comes to players like Finn Stock and his mask, Andrew Guy and his cane. I I'm a big fan of stuff like that, so that's why I'm on Elvis's side. But Sug, what about you? What are you thinking about Craig?
3: Well, the stepchild that me and Larry share, named Justin Hamilton, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> raves about the Barbarian and his character twenty four seven. So. Um, I like Barbarian as a character, and his character, I don't, he's a little more intimidating, but if you guys remember old school wrestling, when Mankind first came into wrestling, Uh the quiet, real Uh psychotic, but like real intimidating, that's what I thought Barbarian's character was going to be, when him and Goddard had that um, uh, cutscene. Uh, and you know, and he was saying, you know, he, he said to Goddard, you know, he call, uh, called him the band, the bandit, the ba- band aid brigade or the, ba- uh, the band aid, and you know, and being that not a, you know, not a dummy or anything, but being like just, you know, oblivious to certain things. I was, I really like, I like that aspect. Um, he's become a little more chat, you know, chattier, which I, I, I don't mind because Craig's a great dude. He's just an awesome, Craig's person. amazing. Yeah. So, the, the character is gonna bleed it you know his personality is gonna bleed into the into the character so I'm okay with that and I'm okay with him being chatty and I Elvis I mean it doesn't bother me at all so I don't I don't mind it at all but you know it he it's his first year you gotta remember it's his rookie year he hasn't got really he's gonna get his footy we're so right now with the showdown, Down we want everybody to be so on top and you know be perfect. Him, Goddard, all these rookies that are Adam Collins they're all rookies so we gotta make sure that you know we give him a chance to grow. And by next year, I think his character will be fine. I think we'll we'll love it. You know, give give him give him a little more more time to develop it. It's fine now. It's not you know it's not horrible. It's not you know it's not horrible. But give it time to develop, and and we'll grow to love it. And he's great at trivia. So, uh, yeah, it, it probably is awesome. I like it.
4: I don't like how rational you're being right now. I want everyone perfect right now. I don't care. I want perfection immediately. He
0: the demands minute it. that they
4: come on, their first moment, I want perfection.
0: a <laughs> <laughs> knockout game against John Roca. Every exactly. single first person's match ever.
4: I want perfect smack talk from the jump.
0: Larry for manager 2021. <laughs> I want to point this out from the chat. Ryan, who I see very often. What's up? I did know this fact. So this is, in my opinion, why I think Bibbs is so smart and so fun to have inside of the showdown. I love Bibbiani's use of Fabian as a counterpart to Elvis. FYI, Fabian was a teen heartthrob crooner of the 50s who had a hit song called Tiger, which Bibbs quoted. You make me feel like a tiger. I love that fact. Though. I love That's that. That's a
2: deep fact. cut right there.
0: <laughs> I love that. Deep. Island. And I like that Bibiani came out with the tiger. Yeah. yeah, That was a lot of fun. I like. First of it all, the shout out
4: to Bibiani's jacket. That jacket was fire too.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Took the words red out of my yeah. mouth. And really quickly, we do have a streamlabs from Jake Yakavetta. Uh, I kind of want to talk shit right now, but I love all these people on screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> love You too. Love you too, Jake. Big shout out to Jake. Remember, if you want to be a part of the conversation, streamlabs.com slash call to action podcast. Yeah, we we all, we
3: all love Jake and his back. Uh, you know, I don't. I I love that back. <laughs> That's all back right there.
0: That, that you can find on the <laughs> on L- Gucci version. <laughs> <laughs> Not right, Twitch right. has
4: never been the same. <laughs>
0: Never been the same. <laughs> Never been the same. So let's talk about koi as a manager and Bobby Gucci as a manager. This is pretty much koi's big first year as a manager. He kind of did a little thing with Wade. I know this, which was a lot of fun with Winston and Stacey Howard. But if you if these managers going head to head with their factions and as personalities and their characters, how do you feel about these two managers in a boxing ring as characters? Larry, I'm gonna start with you.
4: Um, first of all I want to say that it was totally a travesty that you did not see any Bobby Gucci whatsoever in that promo. Uh not sure if anyone noticed that, but that's
2: I oh, I noticed true. it on I noticed it on the reaction. I was wondering if that's playing into something down the road, but uh, I'll save that. What, I don't know what's going on with that travesty, though. cuz you already know all the
4: one-liners come from Bobby Gucci. Uh no, I mean, okay, so when it comes to to Koi, I didn't it, when it came to this season, it seemed like Koy was to me imitating Gucci a lot. He was imitating Gucci a lot. And uh then he kind of made it his own. Like he was coming in like his shirt off too and coming out of the shower. And I'm like, that's all Gucci isms that you know I would expect to see Tom do. But um, but no, he kind of made he kind of found his own way through it. Like, I mean, as most people do normally, you take inspiration and then you find it yourself. But I really do enjoy the kind of manager that Koi has. I mean, that thing that he I mean the him laying there with the cat was was absolutely hilarious. I mean that was <laughs> that was amazing. That's amazing stuff. Um but it's it's hard to say how you know how Gucci's character was in that promo because uh not there.
0: Not not there. That is correct. He probably
4: didn't he probably didn't film it, honestly. No, no. <laughs> Knowing him. that's probably what happened.
0: That, and that would actually still work out very well for the character of Top Dagging Obadie Gucci in fact.
4: So. I, I, but I've liked what I like what Gucci has done this year. I mean, I know that he's, uh, I, I do know he's been trying to move away from the Finstock character and more into the Gucci character, uh, which some people have kind of uh, not liked all too much. Uh, and and obviously now he's the epicenter of criticism when it comes to managers, um, which he should get because when you're a three time manager of the year, you deserve all the criticism. You know, you do make any mistake. You deserve that kind of criticism. I tell him all the time. So, uh, I mean, I think I think Koi right now is managing a little bit better than Gucci. Um, he seems to be in his character's head a lot better, but I don't know if that's the question she was asking.
0: Uh, however you want to answer that. That's okay. totally fine with me. What about you, Jake?
2: Yeah, I I think Coy has really come into his own. Uh, obviously, I'm I you know said at the beginning I'm a Merc guy, but I I love the way he's kind of evolved as a manager. Not just in promos, and he's gotten really good at promos. Obviously, probably promo of the year with that Kevin Smith thing he shot, which is just amazing. Um, but also inside the game as well, he he handles his players arguably the best um, inside the game itself, in between rounds when he talks to them, and. Uh, you know, example would be when he talked to Greg Alba against Kalinowski, or he was talking to even Kevin Smith himself during that match. I mean, just the way he talks to his players, you can tell that he's a great manager and he's really grown into the role. Um, it, there's nothing that really needs to be said about, about Gucci. He he's like Larry said, three-time manager of the year. Uh, he's been doing it for a long time. The guy's great. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's just handling, he's handling a lot of egos and that's tough sometimes. And you know, it gets backlash for it. Um, and so, but it, yeah, if I was to put the two up against each other, I'd give it to a little bit of Koi this year. Uh, but that's just because I think Koi with the, with the people that he has and the matches he's won as well, like, you know, Perry and and Mike, for example, uh, that has a lot lot to do with him. So I I would definitely give the edge to Koi.
0: Yes. Reed saga. Yeah, definitely. That was a fun interview. Koi Koi is a very fun person to talk to as well, but Shiggy, tell me what you're thinking about that.
3: Well, being one that I won't be biased because these two gentlemen obviously are biased. <laughs> you know. um, I think that right now, you do have to give it to Koi as a manager. But what I loved about this digital season, you see how valuable Gucci is. Gucci is actually, to me, especially during that Star Wars tournament with Demolanta, really got Demolanta to the finals as far as keeping him focused. Keeping him on par, you know, keeping him, uh, you know, on track to what the goal is. Uh, obviously Gucci had he has the uh, you know, the championships to back him up. He had the founding fathers, you know, and that's what I loved about Gucci was getting because a lot of people, you know, you hear Roxy say, "Oh, well, what does Gucci do? Gucci just has champions." I really thought in that Star Wars tournament with Demolante, you got this really see Gucci guide somebody, you know, to 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 he, I mean, it was right there for Demolante to win. And if Demolanta wins that, we're not really sitting there. Uh, we're not really sitting here criticizing Gucci. We're like, dude, he just let Demolanto, who was an 0 two player, do a tournament, you know. And we're only now criticizing Gucci because of recency bias. You know, we see the founding fathers lose to corruption. We see him have that kind of divide between Bateman and Dan Merle, you know. And so we're we're, we're questioning a lot of his things. But I mean, look at the position that he. I mean, they're still a top three team. So he's a good manager, you know, and people can say, well, it's his players, but he's keeping his players on top, you know, and so therefore, to me, that's a sign of good manager, whereas Coy, what I love about Coy is what he did with Perry, that was amazing what he did with Perry. And I, and I uh, think that he's doing a great job, and he takes a lot, he takes a lot of the focus off his players, a lot of the pressure, and they're able to show up and play a good game, I mean, look at. You know, look at Greg Alba. He, he, he KO'd the Wolverfather. Then he almost beats, you know, Kalinowski. And, you know, so the things that he's done with his players. And Perry beating Kalinowski. So, you know, Koi, Koi he, he's a uh, like a, a master uh, motivator. And that's what I like about him. So I do think you got to give it to Koi a little bit. But I think don't underestimate Bobby Gucci and don't, uh, you know, scoff at his, his, uh, his accomplishments. Because you, you just really can't. You know, he's, you're, you're, you're he's doing what he's supposed to do and he's doing a good job at it. And, and he's a care and his character's great. And I like Koi's character with the cat and everything it was amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: What about you, Kelsey? Um, I feel like uh, between Koi and uh, Gucci, they've had very different situations this season. Uh, Koi has a team of happy, vibrant, sweet personalities that all seem to be a family and get along so he's been able to focus more on let's fine tune your studying let's get you motivated. Gucci's been dealing with diffusing bombs the entire season.
4: <laughs> that's facts. <laughs>
1: that's facts. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why he's had to do as a manager. So like I can understand where that's probably taken up a lot of his managerial time. So like fine tuning things and helping work like on a one-on-one basis might not be priority right now cuz you're trying to get people not to quit might be, you know what I mean? Like so I feel like I feel like this season Koi has kind of sh- uh, shown what he can do and might be a little bit ahead of Daniel and Gucci, but I don't think that's necessarily Gucci's fault. I think it's just that's the cards he's had to play this season and he's dealing with things, and he's still one of my absolute favorite managers of all time, but he he's had to deal with some shit. <laughs> <laughs>
4: if, if I can if I can add real quick, I will say this: that you brought the digital age it's, 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 it's kind of a fun thing to look at when you look at the, the, the managers who have managed before. And um, with like the Kaisers and the Roxies and the Gucci's and, of the matter. Um, well, Gucci obviously is the most senior manager doing the best right now. When, when really what you're looking at, the best, the quote unquote, best managers in the schmodown right now are all these rookie managers who are th- thriving because they've only been immersed in the digital era. They never had to kind of go against this whole thing that they used to do before. And now they're in this digital era. Now when you listen to someone like Kaiser or Gucci, they tell you we work best when we're right there with them. So it's kind of like you're taking these senior guys out of their element. Now I'm not trying to say this is an excuse. I am. I'm really trying to say, it's a different game right now than what we may get again in 2021 where they, you know, Kaiser may be back. Well, I, Kaiser also drafted terribly, but um, back that plays in 2021, a huge part. It, it does play <laughs> a huge part where you go back to the 2021, it's going to be curious to see how well these managers do in an actual in-game live scenario. You got to remember Gucci with the reason he got those belts was because of those live events when he was right there on stage with his guys. Keeping their tempers cool and keeping them where they need to be, and the uh, now that you have to kind of do this on-screen stuff, yeah. what does everyone do uh, on, on an on-screen? we we, we can we can break it down to a brass tacks of, hey man, you got a will coming up, you feel good about it, dope. You know, it's really <laughs> not much. There's really not much that you know. And but but this, this is where I do give it to Koi. I do believe in those sixty seconds. Koi does take more advantage of of that moment where he's like, Hey man, you're doing great. He really uplifts his guys. And then also does the background of like, Hey, you got three timeouts and challenges, which Shannon does really well. Um, But this is also Shannon's first season also, you know, that's why I think that she's also excelling Shannon and Winston's and the Coy's that's what you're kind of seeing. I, it's just a really fun, Really cool thing to think about when you think about the managers who have done it before and how they're struggling this year compared to the new rookie managers who seem to
3: be uh, thriving.
0: Interesting take. Shuggy?
3: Yeah, and what I want to – Zeke uh, Gallo saying, has Bobby and Finstock ever helped anyone on a one-on-one basis? This is one of the things that it's been interesting becoming a podcaster. When we end our podcast, we talk to people, and we get a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Lando, I have been part of conversations with Lando and Gucci, and I could tell you a lot of what you see sometimes is storyline, but there is behind the scenes stuff where they're putting in time and effort. They're not doing this, you know, just because ah, I got nothing else to do. And I could tell you, Gucci does put in effort with his players. I can tell you that right now. He's told me I've I've seen it, you know, a lot. Koi, we know Koi has done it. Jake could probably tell you that. I've talked to Kate Mulligan. You know, you you see you get a lot and that's a behind the curtain thing when you as a fan, you don't see that because you're only seeing what's on screen or the storyline. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of times that, they're, yeah, they're they're putting in the work and Gucci does put in the work and Gucci tells you they have this going. They have they might not say it because they just it's storyline. They're not going to say it. But, you know, one of the one of the things that someone I remember someone saying, like, oh, our whole faction, we're on a we're on a, uh, a messaging thread and we t- and we talk all the time. I can guarantee you that's every faction. You yeah, know, that's just the peak behind the car. Every faction is doing that. Yeah. Not just one faction. They're saying it because they're just it's part of the storyline or they don't, you know, whatever. But every faction is talking. Managers are talking to their players. And trust me, Gucci is 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 putting in the work with his players.
0: Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing about uh, Bobby Gucci too, because even even if you're going back into it as, as character work, he's never really been a manager before, like older Bobby Gucci as a manager with the Lion's Den and stuff like that. He never seemed like a manager that was very much into it with his players. But now the Bobby Gucci that we see today, you can very much tell even in character that he's still going to be there for his players. Like I don't think that he's thrown off all of this drama that's gone on with Ben Bateman. Like I, I think he's being, I think Bobby Gucci is just being very um, apprehensive about some of the things that he's saying, because he's trying to make these moves inside of his brain because he works so close with his players and he's just trying to figure out what he needs to do with his faction. Poor. And
3: ASG, ASG, ASG 1982 makes a great point. Do you think, think of it this way? Have you ever seen Bob uh, Thomas players screw up with the rules or picking a bad slice? I mean, there's been maybe one game with one particular player where it seemed a little suspect. Maybe Gucci was managing the wrong way. But you gotta be honest, Gucci's Gucci's players haven't met, made those mistakes. You know, there had there hasn't been, you know, uh forgetting the rules or asking, you know, can I do this? Or I mean, so yeah, I I think that's a great point right there. He he has his players ready. You know, they just happened to run into some bad luck this year, uh, Bateman versus Dan, you know, that whole you know thing that happened and you know the founding fathers just going up against corruption i mean that was a great game you know so you can't really fault gucci for when things like that go wrong you know and and then we want to you know blame them for everything so
0: yep all righty so before we move on there was a stream labs from miss brandy thank you so much babe my favorite characters tom the delinquent Shannon Barney, The Smasher, and Benny Mancuso, the ice pick. Also, love all of you. Love you, Brandy. Love you, Brandy. Big shout out to Brandy.
2: Thanks, Brandy.
0: Yeah, yes girl So definitely Uh, This is also the trouble uh, With this new show y'all. Like I said, this is a brand new show On the Call to Action Network I don't necessarily know (laughs) what I'm going to do with time Or anything like that There's (laughs) four matches that we have to go through We've gone through 50 minutes of this And we've only talked about one So we're going to switch things up just a little bit Because I don't want to keep us all here Forever and ever and ever Um, But yeah, let's go into Tuesday's Match. everyone feeling good yeah i'm I just, good we got a i'm so happy i don't have to host what about you lando jake love bro i feel right?
4: so good right now i'm right? I, I i need i
2: need a beer and i don't feel bad about grabbing it i'm chilling <laughs> i'm i'm chilling it's so comfortable right now i'm just hanging man Oh,
3: it's, i love it like ah oh, I, I, you know I, I can relax yeah that's
0: what we were all talking about earlier before we got this stream started so I'm glad everyone's having a good time. <laughs> Here we go. Let me make sure it's on. You can hear it. Mm-hmm.
3: So Mike Konowski will play Jeff the Insider Snyder in his number one
2: contender match. Somebody's getting a trip to New York book as soon as this match is over.
3: I love league the way he the says his name. I don't know three. why. He's got a shot. At the, <laughs> the champion. Sweet name, Paul, Paul. He is still not lost. He is the youngest champion this league has ever seen.
1: And your winner! <laughs> and still. How's it in that audience? You know what? I'm going to see probably Oyama <laughs>
3: again, Emma Fife. I'm pretty confident in that. And we're going to kick the living crap out of him. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm you, Oyama. <laughs>
2: so good (laughs) we're gonna cut
0: snyder hi paul oh i love that paul you know we have done good in the past you got us you did not this time honey
3: i'm just eager to show what i can do and put him in his place like i should have the first time I would've won the championship I had I bet a zero instead of a one point on a Harry Potter quest.
2: Right, right. One could also say that if a fan in the crowd doesn't yell something out, I wouldn't be a TKO. This singles tournament offers me a chance at redemption. You've been asking for me for months. All I gotta say is be careful what you wish for. <laughs>
3: I do. The rock stars have found their way <laughs> to upset city. That was one. <laughs> I mean, things figured. that happened on the show. I think it's
0: time that I return you this
2: L. You can do what you want, but but time always marches on. It sounds a lot like prime time in the singles tournament.
3: I'm ready to throw you the ass kicking that you deserve at any time, and I wanted to do it in front of my big backyard to hold <laughs> your small body. <laughs> that I'll be burying somewhere back there Oyama has already dealt with a two-faced person of justice once <laughs> before and now he'll deal with you Batman out
0: <laughs> there we go that's enough of that one all right good stuff so let's talk about the insider and primetime for Jeff is also one of those characters that you can't really uh, tell the difference between how much of a show he's putting on and how much of that personality is him. And we've seen Paul Oyama go from his old primetime image where he was had the sunglasses on, had the jacket, had the attitude, and then he comes into this season just coming in with a totally different primetime. What do you all think of the changes in these characters or the lack of from Jeff Snyder? I'm gonna start with Kelsey yeah
1: jeff having spoken to him and like life and things like that i don't feel like he's even really turned to 11 i think he, that's just jeff which is very entertaining and i adore jeff he's actually one of my favorites but like that seems that seems to be jeff and then paul paul was very extreme different character last season and then had his change of heart things like that and i feel like he's pretty maybe he has himself turned 11 he's a sweetheart he's smart he's knowledgeable. He's, but he's still got that edge where he can, like, you know, he can stand up for himself a little bit, too. And I think that's a really good change for his character this year. I mean, I liked the bad boy last year, but I just... Sweet baby Paul! <laughs>
0: sweet baby Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul so. Sorry, buddy. <laughs>
1: Blame Danielle for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> but, you yeah, know, I I like the changes that Paul's made this season, for sure. I think it's going to be good for him going into future seasons as well. Um, And then Jeff, Jeff's just a staple in this this. Whole community, and I don't see him changing, and I don't want him to. So, there you go. What
0: about
3: you, Shug? So, I'm, I'm, uh, well, when it comes to Snyder, Snyder to me is the same as Bibbs. I don't just don't, mm-hmm. I just feel he's not playing a character. I just think it's him, and I love it. I mean, the guy is, you know, he's awesome. I love a crazy guy, you know, almost like a Roddy rowdy Piper crazy nut. But when it comes to Paul, Yama, I'm gonna say the same thing that I think with Bateman. I think he needs to play the bad boy to, to get himself going. Uh, we, you know, we see uh, prior to this match that there has been some struggle with Paul for Paul, you know, he did beat Marisol McKee, but, you know, prior to that and, and Roca, you know, he's still kind of just, you know, not that Paul dominant Paul we saw last year when he was just, you know, being a dick and, I like that, Paul, because he came in with an attitude, and he was like, look, I'm going to beat you. I don't care who you are, you know? And people didn't like it, and I understand that, but you know what? If you don't like it, beat them. And people couldn't beat him, you know? So that's just how it is. And so I think Paul needs to kind of go back to that bad boy image, but that's just personally me.
0: Say, clocks what about you, Jake?
2: Uh, I, so I was... I'm one of the few people I think, or maybe even the majority last year who really, really didn't like Paul really didn't like Paul. Um, I just, I don't know why uh, I just didn't fit with me. And I, be, I, I switched incredibly fast this year when I saw him for the first time uh, in his match earlier this year, the character work, I think him and I, I understand what Sug's saying. I completely understand what Sug is saying, but there's something about this new Paul that I really enjoy seeing. I know that it might not be best for his game yet, but it does take time to grow into some stuff sometimes. And you know maybe the digital age, uh, we've talked about it a lot, but maybe the digital age hasn't allowed him to grow into it enough because he's not around people enough to show it off and he's still in his own home. It's an everyday thing for him. Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I'm a huge fan of what he's doing this year. Uh, I really thought he was going to get to a point where he was just going to wreck shop over everybody. Uh, this match really killed me. It it really killed me because I, I was, I really wanted Paul to win. Um, I was picking Bibbs and Paul in the final of the tournament and like, and it just, it blew, it blew me up. And, um, and then on the flip side for Snyder, I don't think he's a character at all. I definitely agree. Um, and it's funny because we did a, we did a reaction earlier this year and it was just Brian and I, and I actually called out Snyder for doing his classic, like not attempting to try thing where I thought like he gave up a match and he had commented something on the match. And then after Tuesday's match, he actually messaged us like the Mwahaha. <laughs> like he just, like, contacted us. Uh, yeah, super, solid. super funny. So um, I, I mean, look, he proved me wrong. He completely proved me wrong on Tuesday. Uh, he, he beat someone that um, I expected to really just kind of just run through the tournament. Um, and now I see Snyder as someone who can really, really make damage uh in the coming months as a singles player i think he has stepped up his game a little bit compared to years past and it's actually a little fun to see so even though it was against paul um he he did a really good job so
0: great what about you larry
4: i'm total opposite of everybody here um so with paul the only thing that he needs to learn how to grow into is that mustache (laughs) uh that was gross cut it out stop it try again (laughs) Um, yeah with, with Pete, with, with Paul, uh, I, I do like what he's doing. Um, with Winston, I think it's allowed him to focus, but other than that, like, I mean, last year he was on his, his thing, but I never even considered Paul to be a heel last year. Like I, I my, my expectations is, is really up here when it comes, when I, when I think about a heel, I don't, okay. I don't get bought into this whole, like, is he a heel? No, 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 no. You know, when someone's a heel, um. He, to me, he wasn't. He To me, he was just doing his thing. He was knocking people out, and what made people upset is that he knocked out the people that you wanted to win. Um, that's what he was doing, and uh, I just think right now he's getting the bad roll of the dice, and he'll be back. Uh, with Schneider, um, I need more. I need more Schneider. I think Schneider's turned it down. I think Schneider was at an 11 a few years ago, and now he's at a 5. And we all know, like, we all know Steiner can turn it up really, 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 really fast. And he has, to me, he hasn't done it. Now, now his gameplay was great against, against Paul, but oh, yeah. when it comes to his attitude walking into it, and I think, I mean, I think he even <laughs> suffered from it last year. I think that he's, there has been a more confident Jeff Snyder. We have seen a more confident Jeff Snyder. And I haven't seen that confident Jeff Snyder. And to me, kind of what Suge was saying with Paul, when, he's, when he was saying Paul, when he plays the bad boy, he plays well. When Jeff goes into that mode, he knocks a lot of people out. He's one of the most dangerous people. In my opinion, Jeff Snyder is the most underrated player in the Schmodown. And he has been, I think, for some time because he quits on air whenever he's not confident. And that's what's been happening. He's not confident anymore. And then you see him quitting. I need Schneider Schneider to get back in his bag and get the bad boy out of him. So he can come back and really show everybody why when he was rolling with the Patriots, when it was him and JTE and Gucci wasn't really, I mean, I don't know. Gucci was doing too much besides just making random ass euphemisms back in the day, but when it was him (laughs) and JTE, what people don't remember, and maybe a lot of fans are new how much you hated the Patriots. I don't think there's ever been a team that people hated more than the Patriots, especially when they went two goddamn years winning, yeah. you know, and I, I'm in the firm belief of, I want to hate someone in the showdown. I want to hate someone because it made me turn in every single time. I can't hear shipping up to Boston now without getting angry. <laughs> And that was even with my boy Gucci managing them. I hated Gucci back then. <laughs> I think Snyder needs to go back in his bag so that he can start to really get that confidence again. Because you saw it a little bit when he was teaming up with Andraco, When him and Andrejko would kind of go, Draco kind of gives him that confidence. But when he's singles, it's not there.
0: I think that's our... Wonderful transition into discussing the managers from this match because if you think about Jeff Snyder and who he was back then and who he is now, love Roxy as a manager. I think she does a great job with all of her players. She really helps calm them down. Is Roxy calming down Jeff a little too much? And then obviously, we know I'm a swag girl. I love what Winston has been doing with his players this season. It's been so great to see him as a manager and see him evolve from a player to this manager sort of thing. Winston's
4: cutting the best promos. Winston's yep. doing
0: the work. So I'm going to let Green. you all discuss this really quickly because I have to run to the restroom. So I'm, I'm going to start. Kelsey, I'm going to let you start or however y'all want to start it because now for a quick two minutes, this is the all show, but let's talk about Roxy and Winston.
1: All right. Well, I am a big fan of Winston. I agree that his promos are just, not only are they like glorious, but they're what's hilarious. Danny's,
4: what's Danny's picture right now? <laughs> 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 oh that's funny i'm sorry you know, when
1: paul's not here he's here
4: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um but yeah so love winston love his promos him and roxy their dynamic together is one of my favorite like rivalry combos with the l earlier the season and then the l going back i love their banter and then roxy people kind of make jokes about the sexy numbers thing it's her brand i think it fits her it's now. I like things that are repetitive. So it makes me like like oh, this is gonna happen every single time. I know it's coming. So I like it. It's it's fine. But I I do think both managers have do well do well helping their players in this match. I think Jeff is a whole new man being managed by Roxy. I think she knows how to get him to focus and take things seriously and not just be like kind of pissed and just like whatever. I think she's kind of dialed him in in a way. But Daniel might be right. Maybe it's a little too much. And that's why we've lost a little bit of the character work. I'm not sure. But for his gameplay, I think Roxy is a perfect fit as a manager for him. And I think Winston's just kicking butt all around. and Loving
4: it. I I think if if Roxy – Roxy's a great manager for for Snyder. I just think that it's like peel off with a sedative a little bit. re kind of get that fire back into him and – let him have that confidence that he used to have, especially when it comes to into the singles. Now she obviously got him to a championship match last year against Oyama. That hasn't happened with him before. So there has to be credit there with Roxy and how she has managed Snyder. All I'm saying is maybe it's come to a point where he's dialed back. And kind of what we're saying, I think he's just dialed back a little bit too much, just a little bit too much. If he's, if he's at a seven, I mean, if like I think he's at a seven and not a ten. Well, he should be at a ten because I think once he gets there and he has that, you know, I'm Jeff Snyder mode where he's walking in with the F you on his head, and he believes it. It's a different, it's a different man in the ring, which is a totally devastating guy in the ring. To me, he can he can beat Bibiani and Irwin if he's if he's acting like that.
2: I was just gonna say I want to see I want to see Bear Juice Snyder again. That's that's the Snyder I want. Yeah. That's the Snyder that's I want. That's my favorite yeah. version too. Yeah.
4: But Winston's great. I love Winston. I mean, who, who can hate Winston? I mean, Winston's doing everything right. I mean, he's obviously the man to me, he's the manager of the year. He, 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 his promos are killer. His back and forth with Roxy has been the best this season with any manager-to-manager manager, uh thing going on. Like, hey, can you hold this L for me? That to me was GOAT. You know, uh, I'm I'm loving it.
0: Me too. I absolutely that was one of my favorite bits from last season. Oh, that, that was earlier this season. Yeah, that was this
4: season. Oh my yeah.
0: god. What is is the rookie manager. Yeah. Is rookie manager. I know. What is time right now? My goodness. Okay. So I'm trying to catch up in some of the conversation that was going on over here. Shug, you got to put in your your opinion on that? Um, I think that
3: both Roxy and Winston are great managers in their own way. I think I agree with Lando and Jake that. You know, Roxy does uh keep Jeff um you know dialed in, but I think you have to let him loose a little bit to order to play his game. Uh Winston, I think, has done a great job with uh players, but I feel that like I said, Paul needs to be that bad boy, but Winston is is really has his players really, you know, can he, he connects with his players most the most that I've seen with all managers, maybe other than Shannon. And maybe even Koi. Uh, those are like three managers that are really like close with their, with their, with their, uh, with their players uh, with Roxy. You know, she just, I think she does need to let, let go of the reins a little bit on Snyder, uh, but also that could get him into trouble. Like Larry said, he doesn't have a Draco there to kind of keep, uh, keep him, you know, keep him focused. But when you let the mad dog out, you know, he sometimes he's just gonna he's gonna take everybody out. So I'm okay with letting a little bit of Rams, uh reigns off of uh, Snyder to to get him to win some some matches and uh, play his best.
0: I love this heat from y'all. Like everyone wanting old Jeff back, I love that. Yes. I was a big fan of old Snyder. I really was, even when he was with the Patriots. I I, I was just about to say I've never been a heel person. Run <laughs> a team action podcast. <laughs> But uh, Jeff Snyder was one of the first heels that I really kind of gravitated to and enjoyed his play. And then you, you know you, you sometimes you gotta separate the art from the artist at certain points, and and that was one of the things with Jeff Snyder. But I I really appreciate him as a person going into the league, like at everything that he's doing now. But I agree with all of y'all. I want to see it turned up. I
4: know. I want to see Snyder take a run at this belt. I, I just because I just think he. He probably, in my opinion, right now is the most undervalued singles competitor. Um, that and no one talks about him. I mean, everyone talks about the Bibianis and the Irwins and the Merle's and the Rokas, and they always leave Snyder off of that list. And uh, I, I think and 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 for a reason, he quits, he he, he has quit before live in front of everyone, but. I, I I am a Snyder apologist. I think that he has a way possible to come back, and hopefully in this tournament he can he can uh cut his way through it, and maybe I don't know if we can see an Erwin Snyder. I don't I don't have the bracket in front of us, but I would like to see Erwin yeah. Snyder face off. Yeah,
2: they're on the they're on the same side of the bracket. If they both win next week, they play each other. Oh man, that'll be good. I mean, it's not yeah, gonna if, happen.
3: If, Tom Tom's gonna beat Irwin, so
2: uh, I probably fun. not. But uh, if Ooh. if Snyder, so, I'll say this: if <laughs> a, every a, every a. A, What (laughs) Erwin's gonna win that match, man? Sorry, Erwin's gonna win that match. Um, Erwin's
4: so chill. Oh, we're gonna talk
2: about (laughs) (laughs) about Uh, it. I'll say this if if Snyder every match that Snyder plays, he gets that bad boy mentality back in him a little bit, and uh, it's gonna be a progression, but the progression is gonna be perfect because by the time that's back, if if he does end up winning, um he'll be facing Dan Merle. Just imagine a Snyder versus a Dan Merle situation where we get old school Snyder back. Like that would be incredible to watch. Um, and and I will say this too, to add to everything we're talking about, like old school Jeff and everything, old school Jeff Snyder, the best Jeff Snyder is the one that Roxy can't control. And we've seen that before with certain situations, things he's said or things he's done. And that is the best version of him, not just when he plays, but also as far as a character goes, because that's kind of a character Um, and I hope at some point, like Lando said that we do get him back because that would be a lot of fun.
4: (laughs) I just thought about what started was on backstage (laughs) and he did the whole like F you thing and they cut him off. I don't
0: know if you guys remember that. <laughs> uh, so, and then uh, that that was, and probably back
3: the, and he, kept, he was still going.
4: Yeah, he was still going on. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the moment of my, my favorite backstage of this,
3: this
0: season. Yeah. So up for, for everyone here and for everyone mm-hmm. in the chat, like I said earlier, this is the first episode of As the Wheel Turns event, and we're trying to cover four matches. When we eventually go back to regular gameplay,
4: we'll
0: one to two matches a week, but also what I'd like to cover is like, backstage, and live, all of that stuff. Cause that's all a part of character play that I'd love to talk about. We just don't have that much time or development to do it. Today. Well, and,
2: and I don't know if anybody saw, but did you see anybody see Snyder on coming up next to earlier with, with Brad and Jen? I, I didn't oh. watch it. That, that happened earlier today. I didn't watch it. Yeah. yeah so he was on there earlier and, and they kept asking him like why he doesn't study and stuff. And he was just point blank. Like, I'm going to know what I know. Like, if anybody wants to come after me and challenge me with stuff, I don't know, that's fine. But I'm gonna know what I know. I don't need to study and like he full on just did the Snyder thing and he fe- he looks more confident. It. He looks more it. confident than he really ever has been. And it's actually quite enjoyable to see.
0: I think maybe that Oyama match really did it for him. I well, I didn't know Oyama is five pointer, so I didn't know who was gonna well, win. And
2: and Snyder's reaction to that at the end, he wasn't rambunctious. He was sitting there like, I can't believe I just won that match. Like He was respectable about it, which shows a very different version of Jeff Snyder.
4: I I think he had a monkey on his back syndrome.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: I think think he knows a lot of the criticism that people have thrown at him because of that live event match that happened last year. And I think that he's worn it. And um, when you watch that match, I think you can see it being lifted. And hopefully now that means – Snyder, let's go, Uh, because that's what I want to see. And I need to watch the uh coming up next. Is that the, the name of that show? Is it yeah. Up next? Okay, yeah. cool. I knew they didn't have a name for it for a while. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll make sure to check that out as soon as I can. With that being said, I'm going to grab a beer. I'll be right back.
0: Thank you, <laughs> oh, no. Do you saying, Larry? Oh, no. Do you all remember that one um, stupid video that went around of the guy that thought he turned off his camera? He was in a yep. workshop. <laughs> <were> really <laughs> was about like, Gucci-verse on this show. Yeah, we're about to go Gucci-verse. For, I mean, we are technically like
1: Gucci-verse on screen right now.
0: Yes. <laughs> so does anyone else have anything to say about Roxy, Snyder, Winston, or Oroyama or this match?
2: um
3: well, i mean it was it it was gonna be it's gonna be a great match i'm a sucker for like uh rematches you know trilogies I, I i am a sports guy uh so i'm i'm a sucker for that um and that promo was hype you know eric you know nerd chronic man i love that guy to death so he gets me hype for all these matches um but i'm always a sucker for you know a rematch or a uh you know revenge match or whatever you want to call it so it was exciting um, you know, probably two of the biggest personalities and as manager wise, and probably two, you know, characters that are drastically different Snyder, very, you know, rambush- rambunctious and outgoing and Paul who's kind of calmed down. So it was, it was going to be a good match and I was excited for it. Yeah. Uh, didn't get, didn't, I, I can assume we all did our brackets. We did not see that outcome coming. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm assuming, you know, maybe I might be wrong, but, um, you know it's, it you know I love it. It's that's that's the name of the game. You never know what's going to happen, and I, I appreciate it. So,
0: alrighty, well, let's move on to the next match really quickly. That's Lon Harris versus Adam Collins. This was my favorite match of the week so far. I had so much fun. I was very much anticipating this match. We had four very different types of matches this season, and that are this week, and that was really fun. So this is the Lon Harris. Adam Collins' promo. I am in love with the Coyote right now, doing a great job.
3: A lot of the people in, in the other leagues who've come into the showdown have been secret yeah. weapons. Now yourself have been added to that yeah. pantheon.
0: We gotta keep the legends humble, because it's all about the rookies this year. It's all about the Upsets, I said it. Season of the Upsets, mark my words.
3: All right, and that is how you <laughs> Spider-Man.
4: Okay, everybody. Uh, thank you so much
3: for uh, following me today on my Twitch stream, uh, slide back up. What?
0: Slow <laughs> Oh, shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Coyote Country, everybody. My match with the Outlaw came and went, and I ended up on the other side with a TKO.
2: I think it's safe to say that the majority of you out there now, you stand corrected.
3: Who are we playing? Adam Collins. Ever since Christian Harloff announced his Inner Geekdom show, all of a sudden, every single person that ever played IG wants to be on the show. I don't have time to find Lon. I do not plan on texting him back. do not tell him that you've heard from me. You all know who I am. You know what I do. So there's really just one question I've got left for you. Um, Who am I and what (laughs) do I do? I used to really, you know, try and like shower and like, you know, take care of myself. And what what good did it do? How That's far did I get? Uh, not not far at all. And look look at me now.
2: Lon Harris believes that there are seven questions in round one.
3: Correct.
2: <laughs> there are eight questions in round one. And when Lon was a tenured professor, he knew what it was like to occasionally answer nine questions in the first
3: round.
4: Here's the thing.
3: We've had commercials ever all season, okay? Experiment, taken care of. Marisol, your shining star, and Laura Kelly, on dark side, took care of her too. Collins, I'm running through you real quick, and I got other things to do.
0: You see, I learned very early on to not harp on my losses because they don't serve me. I also learned to not relish in my wins because I don't know. Maybe today, maybe not, but somewhere down the line, that's gonna come back to bite you.
2: Swag has done nothing but embolden me and sweeten my next meal. I'll tell you this one time. Nothing tastes better to this coyote than raw, calculated
3: revenge. Bill Collins? I mean, exciting. I I knew we were getting celebrities involved in the showdown, but I did not realize we were going so big with it. I'm Adam Collins, and I know more than you.
2: You don't need to end
3: videos by saying something
2: that's dumb. All
0: right, get out of here. Nice, that's so much fun. And now to go to the opposite end of the spectrum from talking about Jeff Snyder and Bibiani, people who are just usually themselves over a character. Now you got someone like Lon Harris, the Delinquent, which might go down as my ultimate number one favorite cutscene is when Winston is trying to find Lon, and then it's the introduction to the Delinquent. <laughs> awesome favorite things to see. So much fun. I love this character work. And then Adam Collins again. When I first heard about him, I didn't think that he was going to do much with character work. And I don't think that you can really during this type of format that they're doing. But what he has kind of shown, he seems more out of his shell than I assumed that he would be. So I'm interested in to see what the coyote is going to do for this season, especially because he's already fucking crushed it. Oh, my God. Shogi, I'm going to start with you. I actually
3: think Adam's... I actually think uh, Collins is actually playing a a character. He's playing a snobby, you know, not snobby, but he, you know, like I know more than you, you know, I'm I'm better than you.
4: That's called snobby.
3: (laughs) I I mean, you you know, when you're just better, Lando, you're just better. You know, (laughs) that's how it is. Lando, Uh, snobby,
2: you're snobby. Yeah, you're
3: snobby, Lando. No, but I think I like I like this character, uh, because. Like you said, Danny, he's been killing it. I mean, he TKO'd Roka, you know, which I mean, I loved it. I was happy, you know. And Agreed. so that's
0: cracked a little smart.
3: Um I I just love that his his character and Lon, like you said, to be honest with you, that first cutscene when Winston was actually looked for, it, I thought it was real. And I was like, because <laughs> he played it up so real, like, "like oh, this professor guy, wait, is he like going through hard times or something?" But it was <laughs> it was legitimately funny, and he's played the character great. Has the character kind of bled into his gameplay? I don't know, but the characters, these two characters, uh, you know, Lon's character has been great, and I like what Adams is, a Colin, sorry Collins is, is is developing because I think it it will make him. A better star his gameplay is already great he's able to play like he's able to play with the character while playing so and be good so i think it's good i think i like it i love it i think he's doing awesome
0: i like it i love it i want some kelsey's opinion of it nice girl
1: sorry <laughs> <stay laughs> along. Uh- I definitely think Collins is a character. I think it's a more subtle character, but I think that absolutely works for him and his style of gameplay and things like that. Uh I don't this snobby might be the right word, but I just very self confident, knows what he's doing, not gonna take your crap. He knows he's better than you, kind of focus thing going. And I think it's great for him. I think it fits with corruption. And I I like it. I like the way Shannon plays off with it, off with him. I can't talk tonight. that talk, yeah. plays off with him. And so I think it's a been a great choice for his character and then now lon on the other hand is probably my favorite changing character that's ever happened in the schmodown i mean there's been some great ones but the delinquent is just so good everything he says is clip out worthy like everything he is funny the every bit he's had his promos the cutscenes. i just every time i know lon's gonna be in a, in a match I know it's gonna be a good one for entertainment value because he just brings it every single time he's on screen. And even when he's not on the screen, there's been times where he's been in the chat and he will say things like, who's playing today? And it's his match and things like that. And it's just he's so deep with it that it's been fantastic to watch. I,
0: I just launched the best. Yeah, I, do, I totally agree with that. And is this another case of a stolen identity? Could the Coyote be trying to become another professor with this snobbery that he's going on? Jake, what do you think about these two competitors?
2: Yeah, I to to Adam Collins, I mean, he's definitely one of the biggest surprises of this year. I will say that his character is developed uh I mean, a lot over the his first three matches. The first match it was kind of like, you know, uh a fan leaguer coming into the league, playing his first match. The second match he started playing around with it. Then this last match you heard him, even when he was stealing points, he was saying correction. And the point, and that's like really to his character. Yeah. Um, and so he, he's definitely getting a handle of it. And you know, sometimes it takes time for others and others. It comes very quickly, which is fine. Cause it's, it's very popular with a lot of people. He's, he's quickly become a favorite and it's pretty enjoyable to watch. I mean, you TKO Roka and then you KO Lon Harris, uh, you're, you're bound to make some waves in the league with everybody. But, uh, as far as Lon goes, I I've been a fan of Lon for a while. And, and to what Kelsey said, he's definitely one of my favorite character changes, if not my favorite. Um, but I will say this cause I, I had picked him in this match. I thought like I, I had thought that, you know, we were going to finally see this Lon Harris that's been talked about so much where he's finally going to have like this stellar match. He's going to get in a groove a little bit. You know, he kind of been playing well recently uh, with final exam and then singles as well. Um, and it was the polar opposite. And I'm kind of starting to think that Lon Harris might be the most overrated player in this league. Um, cause he, he, he seems to be struggling a little bit and it's, it's tough to watch because I like him. I like the character. I want to see him play. But, I mean, he chose—he clearly chose a slice that he was not good at. And to me, that's just not a mistake that you make at this level. Um, and that's tough to watch. And, you know, I, so I'm, I might be wrong. And he, if we see him in the team's turn, he crushes, that's fine. And maybe he's one of those players that succeeds a little bit more in team format than singles. And that's that could very well be the case. Um, but to me, I'm starting to slightly think that he might be the most overrated, one of the most overrated players in this league.
0: Wow, that is that is a take. Is it a hot one? Let me know because we'll, we'll, that's we'll,
2: we'll know
3: on Twitter when Jake's getting hate mail. In, uh, <laughs> five I just tweeted it out too. Yeah. I tweeted it out yeah. right now.
2: I wouldn't mind. put that past you, Shug.
3: Yeah, <laughs> damn right, I would. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I kind of agree with Jake though. Honestly, like, you know, and people are saying in the chat, well, why are we giving colin so much praise? You know, and this he hasn't proven himself yet. Look the. The bottom line is, is he walked into the league and he TKO'd Roka and he KO'd Lon Harris. I mean, that's just, you know, around our, no, we're supposed to spoil the match. Pro- apologize. But I mean, you, this, this game is, is, you, you're just going to do what you do and you got to, you got to have knowledge. And Collins has that knowledge. We'll see him in a tight spot. We all know it's going to happen. We're going to see him in a tight spot and we're going to see what he's made of. But right now, enjoy what he is because you, you know, it, we didn't. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody was like, "Oh yeah, Adam Collins, I think that guy's gonna be the next big thing." So if he keeps to prove pre- proving himself, like, give him the praise. There's nothing wrong with praising somebody, you know, for what they've done. You know, there's, I I don't I don't see the problem with that. I only see the problem is if they haven't done anything yet, but yet you keep trying to hype them up, then there's an issue. But as far as you know, is like I I kind of agree with Jake. I think Lon is kind is kind of going into the overrated character. Uh, category because he can't he's playing a great character but he's just and he has the knowledge but something something I don't know what it is where he just keeps stumbling uh, over these last couple years and uh, that I think it's frustrating because he's he's a good dude and I think his character is amazing so
0: yeah what about you Larry what do you think
4: All right, so here comes the hate so um, if you think that Lon Harris is overrated is because you think or you thought that Lon Harris was an elite player. And if you thought that Lon Harris was an elite player, you have been mistaken for a very long time. He never has been. I don't know why people all of a sudden have been thinking that he is this almighty great player. He never was. He never was. He's always just been barely, barely above and when i mean above average i mean like average he's right above it he's never been exceptional he's never been like total knockout and so for yeah if you want to call him overrated it's because people have been thinking like oh man his character work is so great therefore i expect these amazing things or he came in as a professor there when he was the professor he was getting beat all the time or do we forget I mean, it's just like do we remember what was going on? If he was winning as the professor, he wouldn't have changed characters.
0: Yeah, Lon I mean, Harris's singles record is five
4: five. There you go. I mean, he 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 barely has a better winning percentage than Josh McCook. So
0: <laughs>
4: by the way, that should be the teams is Josh McCouga and Lon Harris, and I'll watch that shit all day. But <laughs> uh, he 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 has been put on this this platform where people just think he's so great. And yet he's on final exam with, with, with Paul Oyama. But really think about who's leading that team there. And that's Paul Oyama. It's not Lon Harris. So if we think that he's overrated it's because we put him there, we put this guy there and now he's not showing up. But the thing is, he's never really done that. He's never done to begin with. Um, And when it comes to, to, to Collins, um, if you think that well here's here's the way I look at it. Here's the way I look at it. Adam Collins is 3-0, no, correct? Yes. And he has all, all all sets of purposes, he has three knockouts. Knockouts, yeah. TKOs. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh call it what you want to, but winning. So I want someone in the tournament that's winning. So I don't think that his I don't think that we should say, like, he needs to prove himself he's beating people. He's beating people that you thought he was going to lose against. He's broken several of your brackets. So he's doing the job that needed to be done. So he's taking care of business. So what needs to happen is that you take your anti- you take your expectations of Lon Harris, and now you give that to Collins, and you take what you expected from Collins, and you give it to Lon Harris, and now everything's good in the world.
0: Everything is all good in the hood, but I still want to see Lon Harris play because I think Lon is Harris
4: is is the best character work this season, bar none. I think if they give out a best character work, of course they don't. They do a like baby face and heel. They should just condense that into one award and give it to one person. It's Lon Harris. He's the best character work this season, but that doesn't mean
3: he's a winner. Can, can I ask a question? Has anybody said that Adam Collins is going to win? The tournament
2: brad I... gilmore did earlier
3: brad Ooh. gilmore did but other than that nobody else has said it mm-hmm. i mean i i get i get that you don't want to put him up there yet but like lando says he has three ko you know take tko uh ko and you know you can't you can't shy away from that you can't you, you can't look at that i mean if you barely win by you call, know what bothers
4: me about this it's because people were so quick to say mikey three belts Mikey three belts, yeah. Mikey three belts, right? Because of the same shit he was doing. He was getting knockouts. But honestly, if you look at how he's winning these matches, he's not doing it spectacular. He just, he was just knocking people out in the same way of Collins. So if you were sitting there saying Mikey three belts, expecting Kalinowski to win those championships, why can't you not say that now against Collins? Because those are the same people, the same people that wanted to give Mikey that belt or the same people that are now saying Collins has to prove himself. What's the difference?
1: I mean, I'm one of the people that said Mikey three belts, and I think he's already proving himself. I mean, I didn't have him winning the whole tournament, but I had somebody else on his faction winning the whole tournament that didn't play out. So now he probably is my top choice. Tell
4: Justin, um, I got a five pointer topic.
0: (laughs) 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 Write it down. Write it down. Write it down, Justin. I'm writing
4: it down right now.
0: (laughs) <laughs> That's where I feel what eventually happens sometime on this show is eventually down the line. Someone else who's used to hosting will eventually just like gravitate into it. So <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. No,
4: I, I, just, I just don't, I mean, I think it's unfair to say just because you're a rookie, um, I understand if it's your first, like when Barbarian had his first match, then yeah, you say prove yourself a little bit more. But you, but it's like people pick and choose when they want to say that. They weren't picking and choosing when Ben Goddard was one of those matches. They weren't saying that then when he won those first three matches.
0: Well, they were. All, they, they were giving him Rookie of the Year accolades. Do y'all think that a lot of? Do you think that the personality has something to do with that? Like with Adam, like if Adam Collins would have come in here as someone like Jeff Snyder or the way that Paulo Oyama did last year, do you think that he would still be getting the same type of? Oh, you got to earn your stripes if you if you came in as a more intimidating player
4: if it came up with a better character we would be having a different conversation
2: yeah i would i would say so i know for i don't know about you guys but for me i already felt like he proved himself enough by having shannon and mike and all those people backing him up like that's big enough for me being like they picked him out of the free agent the all the pool that was there he won his play play and match then he went up against roca and whether or not it was a tko he proved himself there if you want to say that i mean i've been proven enough with him for a while. It's just. It's just becoming even more so that he's kind of stepping up his game and becoming this like elite player, not, not elite, but like a legit contender for some stuff. And, and so
3: all those people. Sorry, go ahead. No,
2: no, no. I mean, what you're going to say, he's, he's legitimately contending to win the tournament. Like he's getting to that point where people are picking him and, and, I don't think that he could be – those people who are saying that he still needs to prove himself, that's ridiculous. Like that's over and done with. That should be over and done with. That should have been over and done with like after match one. It, he was it, played it, in the play-in match. He won the play-in match. That's proving yourself enough to me. You're like You're Yeah, ASG
4: 1982 is saying, I, I've seen Barbarian hit five-pointers. I haven't seen Collins do it yet. Let me tell you something.
2: I don't if think you it's never,
4: If you it's never, never need it. to hit a five-pointer <laughs> to win a it, match, if you never need to hit a five-pointer to win a match, is that a bad thing? <laughs>
2: Is He's that a we you know point? without getting to one? I mean, what, he didn't what's he need to get
4: to one? He's knocking them out. No one was saying Patrick on. Mahomes had to play a fourth quarter for us to know if he was good or not because he was blowing people out by the third. You don't you don't need to do that. If you can knock someone out, then you knock them out. You go, man, you sweep the leg. You go for it. <laughs> you get him about here. You don't know, you get him out of here, man? I, I'd rather see that than every single match go to a five-point question. If you ne- if he never gets to a five-point question, then that's then that's dope. And that's Mike Tyson in the first round, first second round.
3: I, I mean, so what happens if he just runs through this tournament and wins it? Are you gonna say, ah, oh, well, he didn't prove himself? I mean, he beat—he
2: he never hit, he hit a five-pointer. I mean, right now, he never hit a five-pointer. No, those people, are gonna claim that they've been calling shills the entire time. Come on,
3: yeah. I mean, it's like I don't, I don't know what I, I get it. I get it. We want to see the entertainment value of seeing somebody like hit a five-pointer. Like, yeah, but if this guy just goes and starts ripping people apart. And when, I mean, he's going to have to run into bibs. He's going to have to run into some great players on the other side. If he beats them, what else does he have to prove? I mean, if he beats bibs, let's just say he beats bibs and he beats them, um, you know, where he doesn't have to answer five points. You're going to sit there and go, I don't know, man. You know, he beat bibs, but that's not proving himself enough to me. Like, come on, man. That, that doesn't even make any sense, you know. But if that's what you're going to stand on, you can stay. You're a fan, you're allowed to say whatever you want. I'm never going to tell people you can't say something because I believe in saying what you want. But the bottom line is, he's beating people. He's going to get the praise. He TKO'd he Roka. It, Yeah. As much as you hate,
4: if, if people hate Roka, then that's fine. But Roka is an elite player in this game. He TKO'd Roka.
0: Yeah. That, I know. feel like that was enough. Now, no, did you believe that? Opinion. Can you say that with a straight face?
4: That what, Roka is an elite player in this game? I I have an outlaw nation shirt in my room right now. Okay? I've seen it. I have a, a picture
1: a with it. Me going. Yeah, I have an, an outlaw nation
4: shirt in my room. I'm just
1: making. Only sure
4: person right it. now that was a fluke on beating a former champion was Andrew Guy. That was the only person that was a fluke.
1: Andrew <laughs> Carlson isn't a fluke. <laughs> just <character>. broke Daniel. No,
0: no, no. It's facts. It's facts. We don't know it's it to be true. I guess and it. guys,
4: this this is my last episode ever on a call to action podcast.
0: I think this here too. I'm totally with you. You're good. all right let's get into the last matchup oh i'm so sorry before we get into it really quickly let's let's just do a a quick clean sweep over uh corruption and your opinions about shannon barney as a manager and her character for this season i'm gonna start with kelsey as
1: a big fan of corruption I always enjoyed corruption even back when you know Grayson Cameron in charge of things like that but Shannon's brought this faction to new heights she totally understands her player she drafted well she's got a great dynamic I feel like she is one of the top notch managers this season I there's several managers where I think are in contention for manager of the year but I think depending on how this season ends like if Chance takes the inner geekdom belt and things like that she could be in contention for being manager of the year and I think it's completely justified because if I were to be playing the showdown, she's who I'd want to be in the manager. I feel like her kind of pep talks, the kind of guidance she'd give me would make me a stronger player. And I think I've seen that with the new, especially the rookies the season that she has managed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you, what about you, Shin?
3: Shannon? Shannon. Uh, I have said it since the day I saw her split up the wild berries. She amazing character. Awesome. And she cares about her players. Um, little self plug here. We got to do an interview with Christian and he talks about how much Shannon actually is invested into the game and her players. Um, so to me, she's one of the best managers between her, Winston Coy. Um, Kate's my favorite, but between them three, she she's one of the best. And she's even when I interviewed her, she even talked about she didn't plan on doing all this and she's just emerged herself into it. And that's what I love when someone shows they care. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, So, yeah, she's one of the best.
0: Yeah, I agree. I like Shannon. I like what she's doing. Um, She was very closely involved with it before she was a manager, and I personally think that that gave her a little bit of a leg up, not in a bad sort of sense. I think it, it gave her that bit more of confidence, even though I don't think Shannon Barney needs any extra ounce of confidence. I think she has all of it in the world, and I have truly enjoyed watching her move forward inside of this, uh, inside of this league so far, what about you, Jake?
2: I there's not much I can say. else. That. I mean, Shannon is Shannon. She's one of the best to do it, if not the best manager currently. Um, uh, obviously, my vote will probably go elsewhere. To I think that what Winston is doing as manager is great. Uh, Coy, obviously, I'm I'm a Merc guy, but I would not be surprised if Shannon just sweeps the board as far as manager of the year. Uh, what she has done with corruption from where they were at the beginning of the year to where they are now is is just incredible um and like you said she's been invested before she was named a manager she was a manager before she was actually a manager so um it's it's she is she's a lot of fun to watch and every time there's a corruption match i enjoy watching her promos and uh and and her on the mic in general it's just really really fun especially for how far she's come from being in it so little is is a lot of fun as a fan so
0: yeah absolutely what about you larry
4: bow down to the queen bow down to the queen uh it, it Sh- Shannon has everything going for her right now uh she she if it, it it's so it's so weird right now with Winston being at the at the top because if it wasn't for that Shannon to me is it's like 1a and 1b uh it's really hard it's a, it's such a toss up you never really know how this is going to boil down The teams tournaments going to decide a lot um but she's in the best position i think to 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 take this home and I mean, she's doing everything perfectly. Uh, And not to mention, she has all the style in the world. Yeah. Like, she has all the sass in the world. <laughs> and I love, I love every bit of it. Like, no one can backtalk Shannon. Mm-hmm. And people have tried. People have tried. And we've heard some good shit talkers in the league. Shannon might be the best. I love, it. I
0: love yeah i absolutely love how well she fits in with the league and and all of that stuff she's done a great job big big fan of shannon barney over here so uh i'm not gonna get into the promos between uh eric zipper and ethan Irwin just to kind of uh just make sure that we're good with time and stuff like that i was not sure how going through four matches was gonna go so we're i'm glad that we all get to be on this journey together with it but i do <laughs> want to talk about Ethan Irwin and Eric Zipper as well, especially because in my personal opinion, I love Eric Zipper. I've always been a fan of Eric Zipper. I have truly thought that he just kind of gets some bad luck in some games. I want to see him do more. Um, I want to see him develop more of a character because in my opinion, Eric Zipper is also one of those players that is just kind of an enhanced version of themselves. So uh, that's what I think about it. And same thing with Ethan Irwin. I, and, but it's almost the opposite with that because I don't necessarily feel like I need a character or anything like that with Ethan Irwin. I'm fine with Ethan always just bringing out his action figure with him. So what uh, I'm going to start with Larry on this one.
4: Um, Ethan Irwin as a character, just what you said, you don't need one. Um, kind of the same way that I think he's going to develop in that Dan Murrow kind of category where – Damro doesn't really have a character, but his non-character has become his character, and I think that you're going to get that with Ethan Irwin. He's just so chill. He's been just knocking people out without, without a, just without any hesitation. He's just like, I know this. You don't know more than me. I know more than you. Let's just get the, get this done with. And he's absolutely just amazing to watch. Um, with Zipper, uh, Zipper to me. God, I like I like Zipper. I like Zipper a lot. Um, he needs a new manager. He needs a new manager. I, I don't think that Kaiser is in his wheelhouse for him. I think maybe if you put him on the quirky mercs, maybe with Koi, it can bring out the fun that I think Zipper used to have, not to mention they're superhero guys. They're geeks in that kind of way. He's a geek. He's a geek. And I just don't think it's working with him on, on the dungeon. I'm mean, in the dungeon. But – I see what he was trying to go through with the couches and like, I'm on a different couch. I'm on a different couch. I'm on a different couch. And that was cool. But I just think that he needs a, he needs something that I don't think Kaiser has the wheelhouse to give him.
0: I like that. I do like that take. And I think I agree with you on that one. Jake, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm with that. I think uh, as far as zipper goes, I do think he's in that limbo zone and it kind of has been for a while. He, he was one thing. And then they shifted him into something and that didn't work out and they shift him back into something else. And it still is kind of just like sitting there in this like negative zone that we'd have no idea what's happening. Um, I will say that I I enjoy seeing him play because he's grown a lot as a player. Uh, he has really come into his own as a player in the league, IG, singles, all of it. Um, I'm excited to see him in teams. I expected Erwin Ir- to win, obviously, but I'm happy it went to a five point question because uh, it shows how much he's grown. Uh, and yeah, there's not much to say about Erwin. I think, himself is his character that's that's all we need from him we don't need a character from him and that's what works best for him it's always what's worked best for him um but yeah i, I would like to see and i i kind of do agree i do think that zipper might fit best on another faction i said i just don't know which one that would be uh because it would it would probably require a little bit of a change that might be a little different uh to, to overcome next year but who knows what can happen because we saw plenty of that this year
0: nice i like that kelsey
1: Yeah, I I have to agree with uh, what both of you have said where I love Zipper. I think he is a very strong competitor that things have kind of just not worked out for him. It could be a combination of character work, manager, things like that. I would love to see him come back even stronger next season. I feel like there's tons of potential there. Um, Maybe seeing him show up in Corruption next season, a bitter, angry Zipper that is out for vengeance because he's due a belt and things like that. Like maybe that would work for him. I don't know. I I feel like what the status quo is right now isn't, working the way it should yeah oh and then with ethan, ethan's just the chillest greatest guy ever and don't change anything he's perfect <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like that shaggy I
3: mean, ethan is just himself and that's fine because he's good you know you can't, he's just a good player like, so it's like all right cool you know i'm good with it like i don't need a character working with zipper or you know with zipper i agree with lando that he needs to change but can we just say that Zippers probably, in all fairness, one of the un- most unluckiest players, like yeah. Stacy, especially Howard, this Ash. year. Yeah. you know, th- you know, you saw his disappointment with today. Like, I feel, I feel, I he works hard. You know, we know he does because he he can play, but it just seems that he runs into like these weird situations where it just, it just, it just happens. And so, I just feel that maybe a scene, ch- a change, a change of scenery would help him. Um Lando said going to a more fun team. Maybe the usual suspects. Maybe Sam Levine can pull something out of them Um, I don't want to see him on a heel team or a team, you know, like the burning droogs Corruption obviously with that pass, you know, you know as much as I love kaiser Sometimes kaiser is more it's just he focuses on you know character and all this stuff and which is he kaiser's a great character but I think zipper zipper needs that on-hands manager to get him, you know, through the tough times that sometimes Zipper runs into. And I think if he does that, he'll be fine.
4: He needs to apologize to Winston.
0: That's what I was just about to ask. He needs yeah. to
4: apologize to Winston. He needs to go to swag. Go to he he swag. would
2: work best on swag for sure. He would work
4: best on swag. with if, if he can get back on the right thing with, with Winston, Winston being in his corner, I think would give him all the confidence that he needs because he's studying now. Like that's the thing is too, is that you yeah. know that he is studying. He is working hard. Uh, if if in Winston would, would be the energy boost, and that's why I said the, the quirky mercs with Koi because you've seen how energetic Koi is with his players, and, and you can see that he instills his presence into his players. Um, so if not swag, I would say the, the quirky mercs, but I would love to see him get reunited with Winston.
3: Yeah, Yeah. and one of the things I feel bad about for for Zipper is this team's tournament going up because Kaiser drafted so bad. He's being thrown into this team's tournament with Adam Witt. And, I mean, I'm not trying to throw shade at them, but it's like, uh, is this like your best team? Like, you know, or like, is this even going to work? You know, and it's like, I feel bad because then this just puts them on a more of a losing, losing uh, path, you know. And it, it just kind of, kind of, kind of sucks. It's like ah, I'd rather see him with a strong competitor. Maybe try to be in the teams tournament. And Adam Witt, I'm not saying Adam Witt's not a strong competitor, but we're not really excited about Adam Witt Zipper in this teams tournament. Where everyone's like, okay, well they'll be in the teams tournament and that's it. You know, so unless they are really pedal to the metal right now, you know, I hope this doesn't really discourage Zipper, you know, in this teams tournament because I want to see him perform well. It's just I don't know if he can, you know, be, you know, losing losing a match and then now he's going into the teams tournament losing and how's that gonna affect his psyche? So I think that's that's a that's you know kind of unfortunate for him also.
0: Well, I definitely agree that I think Eric zipper might fit a little bit better inside of swag for sure. Um, but I am kind of excited to see what he and Adam Witt can do together. Um, Eric zipper, cheap plug. Eric zipper was on our breakdown earlier with Alex and Dylan and Megs. And he made a comment about how, whenever he and Adam both found out that they were going to be on a team, they went out and had lunch together and it seems like they get along very well. So I think just because of that, um, is why I'm interested to see them as a team, to see how they work together. Because the chemistry is always going to be the most important thing that we can see in teams, for mm-hmm. sure. So I think they might have some good chemistry going into there. But.
3: Yeah, that, that's true. We never know. We don't know because we've never seen them play together, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy about this team's tournament that there's a lot of new teams together that have never played and so it's going to be very interesting but
0: it is, it is. Just,
2: just if if we were to think like hypothetically like if if zipper did go to swag just imagine a eric zipper and liz shannon miller combination
0: that'd be cool that would be cool
2: very very opposite of each other A very rachel silvestrini ben goddard situation mm-hmm. it would i be like good. It.
0: I like that. I think that's also a great transition into what will normally be a staple into this show. But of course, like I said earlier, I'm trying to figure out time. So what we're going to go into is the second segment of this show. Uh, We've already talked about the matches, all of that good stuff. It's called the schmoes of our lives. So before the show got started, I asked each of our guests tonight to come up with one burning question and that is to create your own post-match scene you would have liked to have seen unfold this week the example that i gave but i'm going to change it now because i would have loved to have seen a cutscene from eric zipper and ethan irwin at the end of that match with winston kind of coming around and both of them kind of like squashing it that would be a fun cut scene to see or a fun post-match scene to watch so kelsey yeah, i'm going to start with you on that one all right. The one
1: that I thought of that I thought would have been entertaining is during Juan's match, Winston promised him if he won the match, he was going to give him his sweet potato meal, stuff like that. So I think it would be a fun post-credit scene where he, like, dropped off, like, a salad and, like, just put it, like, on a bench and was like, <laughs> okay, you didn't win, but I can't let you starve. So here's some greens. I'll bring something better right next time you get me a win or something like that. And walks off in the lawn, just, like, sneaks up, grabs it, and runs or, like, says, what is this? And then, like, cuts out as he's about to say shit or something like that. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Or taco comes and grabs it. And- yeah. So something like that. I would have liked more of an extension of that conversation that happened in the match. Oh,
0: that would be fun. Shuggy. did you come up with anything?
3: Because I, I love that Canadian Brenda Meyer. I thought after business match, you get a call, like a Skype call from Brenda Meyer, and he's just going absolutely like, he's like, did you win? Did you win? Did you win? Did you win? No, no, sorry. sorry. Tell me what happened. No. Did you win? Did you win? You know, just kind of excited and stuff. I think I love Brenda Meyer. I, 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 love, I love how enthusiastic he is,
0: so that was kind of my thing. Both of those <laughs> could work as um, COVID scenes because it could be the way that they exchanged the belt for Kelsey's and then that could be an exchange on Zoom from them. I love that. Larry, did you think of anything?
4: Uh, yeah, so what's the one thing that we love about the Schmodown the most? Um, and, and for a lot of people, that's the meltdown of the Finstock exchange. Oh
2: God.
4: <laughs> Everyone loves seeing that. And so what I would like to have seen especially now that a lot of people are leaving the singles tournament and stuff like that, they're not playing anymore, is after the Barbarian loses, he gets a phone call from another manager on another team trying to poach him, trying to say <laughs> abandon the Stock exchange and, uh, you know, New Horizons. would have loved to see that. Just to get this ball rolling about next season because it's time. It's time to start thinking about it.
0: It, yeah, it really is. What about you,
2: Jake? Uh, Larry and I are on the same page, but I thought that on the other side of the phone call, it was actually going to be Ben Bateman and not a manager.
0: Ooh.
2: Ooh. And he's poaching Barbarian to leave Finsock with him.
0: (gasps) Yes. Yeah, I
2: like
0: it. I like it. I love all of it. That's going to be fun. So, <laughs> you
2: go. Same page. Same page.
0: That, that's one of the my favorite things about uh, about the fandom for this showdown is we've all been a part of this for so long. We we know where it can go and what it can be. And I think that it's always fun. So sort of the inspiration for this was also the All the Bouts podcast that Aliyah and Dana were doing a couple of years ago. So that's kind of where the inspiration for this came from. So big shout out to some OGs in the game up in there. But that, y'all, that's gonna be it. (laughs) (laughs) We've been on for quite some time now. And like I said, y'all, again, I'm I'm gonna keep saying it until the the cows come home. This is the new show. We're getting this figured out. So make sure that you let all of us here know if you enjoyed the show. So make sure you comment after this video is done. Like this like this video if you do want to see more of As the Wheel Turns, and make sure that you subscribe to the Call to Action podcast, the Let's Get Ready to Talk Down podcast, the Gucciverse show, and, of course, A Certain Point of View. Make sure that you go subscribe to all of those. So before we head out, I'm going to let everyone uh, give out all of their socials and all that good stuff. We're going to say our goodbyes. And I'm going to start – oh, wait, really quickly. Also, again, before we started, I asked everyone – A very important question. It's the most important question that we have. The question. It is the question that we have on this channel. You didn't think that I wasn't going to bring this over with me to a new show, did you? Of course, I asked. So before you all leave, make sure you let the crowd know are you Team Guy or are you Team Bateman? Kelsey!
1: All right, you guys can find me at KelseyKins90 at Twitter and Instagram. I also run the Call to Action Podcast Instagram so you can interact with me there. T public, we've got merch. We've got masks. Wear your masks. And yeah, I've had a lot of fun on this show I can't wait to be on it in future. And I feel like this is pretty obvious, but I'm Team Bateman. I feel like I mentioned that a few times. All right. Am I my uh Should
3: you can find me at Sug 323 on Twitter, you can find me at the Let's Get Ready to Talk Schmodown podcast, uh, where we're doing some new shows, The Holocron with Justin and Bedore, talking Star Wars. Uh, we got a Christian interview coming out this Sunday. And then we also have two interviews with people you've never heard of in the Schmodown, a uh, question writer and uh, another events coordinator that works with Megan Sanborn, Sanborn. Uh So uh, make sure to check those out when they come out. And uh, it was an honor being on here, especially with Jake and Lando two of the homies. And then also obviously Dan- Danielle and Kelsey, who I've been fans with since I started watching the showdown. So thank you and uh, appreciate you for having me on.
0: What team are you on? Are you refusing to team answer?
3: No, no, no. I I totally, because I was like thinking about it because guy got me into the showdown and I've beaten Bateman and magic. So I'm going to go team guy.
0: There you go. <laughs> 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 dark shadow. There's a dark shadow hanging out with us as well. Not creepy at all.
4: Uh you guys can all find me um on the internet wherever you guys find me. Um I don't know my handle, so uh you know, wherever whatever what I retweeted the call to action stuff. So if you want to find me, go ahead and find me there. Uh you can also find me on the Gucciverse. Uh that's where I hang out with Gucci several days a week. Um, and my liver hates it. Uh, the next thing we have actually going on right now is this Saturday. We have the Gucci birthday bash extravaganza. That's our big thing. Um, it's Gucci's birthday this weekend. Um, and I know should's birthday it was yesterday, but we have our big birthday bash with Gucci this weekend. And you can catch everyone if they're Schmode unaffiliated pretty much any night. Like Christian, mm-hmm. Mark, Ma- uh, Dan, Mara, Rachel. Sam they're all going to be on this weekend it's going to be a great time so make sure you guys go ahead and check out the Gucci verse for that and then you can find me hosting the five pointer um, that drops every Tuesday as Gucci late now Gucci and Kaiser and other things that we got going on the channel and uh I'm team Kelsey
0: good
1: decision I like that
2: Um, You can find me on Twitter uh, at Qui-Gon Jake. You can find me.
1: (laughs) What the hell, Paul? Wow.
2: Yeah. yeah, So at Qui-Gon Jake on Twitter, you can find me on POV uh, every single day. Um, Sunday is our main show, 6 o'clock PM PT. Uh, This week we got the Coyote, Adam Collins, joining us, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then obviously our Twitter, Shimon on POV. Uh, check us out. We're doing all kinds of fun things there as well. And then just dropped our Patreon if you're into that as well. So, and then I am Team uh, Bateman.
0: Oh, I'm surrounded by traders except for Shuggy. <laughs> Ugh, it's okay. Larry was team me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm offended
0: by everybody right now, except for. <laughs> and but- you know me. It's your girl, Danny Joy, here. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy, D A N N D A N I E E J O Y. You can also find me here every Sunday hosting Chill to Action with my favorite co-host mr paul DeNizio, hanging out in the dark shadow also if you're looking for any of these wonderful people um their twitter handles and their youtube channels are all in the description so make sure that you go and subscribe to everyone no excuses the links are all right there thank you all so much for hanging out with us tonight really really truly appreciate it please like i said let us know if you enjoyed this do you want to see another episode of this do you want us to stop if you want me to stop talking just let me know because i can do it i can try at least I don't know if I can.
4: Wait. You're too nice to tell, like. You
0: know. we We've tried. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Paul, <laughs> oh, you can take it off now. Okay, that's it. We are getting out of here. I don't have cut music, so we're just gonna say bye. Thanks, guys. Bye 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 bye. bye.